every one of you that has written in saying, you know, you listen and you're inspired by what you hear on the show, but you live in the middle of nowhere, that's actually no longer an excuse. I'm calling BS. If you're a person who's heard the word no from a boss, an ex, a team that cut you, a job market that didn't want you, an accident or diagnosis that left you debilitated and depressed, or felt paralyzed by any setback that you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. 10,000 No's is a roadmap built by guests who have blazed trails, silenced critics, and overcome the odds by facing down their fears and transforming their failures into fuel. I don't care if you're young or old, healthy or sick, there is always an opportunity for growth. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. Welcome back to 10,000 No's. Okay, a few things. One, this week was supposed to be City on a Hill creator Chuck McLean, but for reasons I'm not going to go into, we're holding that episode, which is awesome, by the way. For a later release date, likely October or November, still working on the lineup of these episodes because at this point we have so many great conversations in the can that we're attempting to release them in an order where they feel organic to one another. And sometimes that means not releasing them in the order that they were recorded, but letting the theme of one bleed into the next or prepare us for the following one. So bear with us on that. Uh, We got lots of love for last week's episode with one of Australia's top entrepreneurs, Sue Hollis, which was nice for me because I really hit it off with Sue and we've been continuing to text back and forth and it's been nice to send her screen caps of some of the positive feedback so she can see it directly, which leads me to one of the main topics I want to discuss today, relationships. Specifically, I want to talk about how relationships, which sometimes start as work-related and then become friendships, and other times start as friendships and then become work-related, I want to talk about how they had a huge impact on my past week and in general on my life, particularly in the past few months, and how I didn't really get this connection quite clearly as I have it now until recently. But before we get into it, I'm going to mention that I'm videoing this solo episode, why my agent told me to. And you guys may think that's no big deal as I'm an actor and I'm used to being on camera, but this is different. I have some weird hang up about filming myself for the podcast stuff and for the social media posts I do from time to time. But everyone around me on my support team is basically saying, get over it. And I think they're right. The truth is I was starting to get pretty bold with the selfie videos over the winter. And a friend of mine from back East kind of made fun of me, basically told me he was going to do a parody of me because he thinks it's so funny that I'm coming out of the gym or whatever. I'm walking home and all of a sudden I think of some inspiring piece of advice or whatever. And really shame on me for letting his ball busting get to me. Now I'm not going to call him out by name. He knows who he is. And While I laugh it off, I also do think that he should think about that, you know, and so should you. If you're ribbing your friend about something that they're doing and that thing is helping people, even if it's one person, are you proud of that, that you slowed them down? Is that a friend thing to do? And also, what is it that's going on with you that makes you want to do that? And yet, as I said, I can't blame him, can only blame myself for letting it get in my head. 
if I want to do this or if I think this thing is worthwhile and helping people, why do I care that he or anyone else for that matter thinks of me for doing it? So just checking in with you, maybe you have something like that. People around you, family or friends who have seen you in one light your whole life and now when you're redefining yourself in some way, they are in some form slowing you down. Maybe they don't even realize they're doing it, but you can't control them. You can control you. Maybe you don't hang with them anymore, or maybe you just separate for enough time to get your new legs under you, and then you go back if you want to once you're more solid. And that's something I've thought about as I've talked to a lot of my guests recently. It always sounds romantic, what they're doing. But when you break it down and really think about their day-to-day, it requires having some real guts to stand up and stand out on your own and really make a difference. Like I always say, nothing comes without a price and some sacrifice. All right. So I'm going to share some things that have happened recently, including some new ventures that are stemming from the podcast and trace some of them back to how they are directly related to the people I've been lucky enough to connect with and really to their generosity. One of the first things is that the hats and t-shirts are finally coming. Um, My guess is they'll be available before next Friday's episode, but just keep checking in to 10,000nos.com if you want to order some. I promise both are cool, super soft t-shirts, three different color combos on the trucker hats, kind of trucker hat baseball cap. Um, Essentially, this is my answer to so many of you who have by the way, thank you for this, have said you want to help the cause in some way. You love the podcast and want to support it? Boom, buy a cool hat and a t-shirt. Total win-win, you get cool apparel, and we put the proceeds towards continuing to bring you great free contact content every week. You know, you can get them for yourself. You can get them as a gift. You can, if you're a, a, a boss or, you know, you have a company, get them for your uh, employees. I think it's a great message. The shirts on the back say, uh, failure is opportunity. Um, I think the whole concept of the show of overcoming, of having resilience and perseverance will help you and your employees and can kind of, um, build camaraderie and build uh, community. So go check that out. I'm psyched about it. Uh, but did I know how to create these by myself? No. So how did it come to be relationships? I met a guy named Danny Lear at a convention through a past guest, uh, Craig Ballantyne, who I also know through another past guest, Jay Faruja, who was a friend first. Danny does well in the apparel space. I talked to him about it. He introduced me to his guy, Chris Perry at On Point, who's in, in Ohio. Meanwhile, Danny is in uh, Sacramento. So every one of you that has written in saying, you know, you listen and you're inspired by what you hear on the show, but you live in the middle of nowhere. That's actually no longer an excuse. I'm calling BS. You got a phone, you have access to the internet, you can reach out to anyone, anywhere. And if they are an expert in the area that you're trying to break into, they can guide you and turn some idea that you had in your head into something tangible. It might not happen overnight. You might need to save up money or, or raise money, but eventually you can find a way. Relationships. Then there's the book deal that I've mentioned recently. I'm still a little hesitant to talk about it because the contracts are still not signed, but we agreed on the deal points and it's happening. I'm psyched. How did it come about? Through another past guest, John Gordon, who's become a friend. It wasn't planned. It just came about organically. 
relationships. Now, I'm slightly talked about, slightly scared to talk about it also because now I have to write the thing since they're going to pay me. So uh, they being Wiley & Sons Publishing Company, they're based in Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm really excited to be working with them. Uh, they have published all of John's 19 books. Seven of his have been bestsellers. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, I wasn't going to mention this, but I have also gotten feedback from all of you that contrary to me thinking that no one would care about my goings on, um, at least some of you like hearing these updates because you've been with me from the beginning or close to the beginning and you, you've seen 10,000 no's grow and in some way its growth is a reminder that your projects can and will grow too if you keep at them. So I'm excited about that. Uh, for those who have asked what this book will be, Basically, it's an extension of the podcast. Uh, a lot of these same principles that we cover here, getting started, uh, reframing, work ethic, vision, etc., that I've been learning about from all of my guests, and I'll examine those principles through the lens of my own ups and downs uh, in, in my journey as an actor, backed up by some of my guests' quotes and stories, and likely with takeaways at the end of each chapter, the way I do at the end of each episode here. Uh, it's a work in progress, but that is that is the gist of it. The other big thing I want to share is my past week in New Jersey and New York. If you're following me on social media, you may have seen some pictures of me in Asbury Park, New Jersey, Brooklyn, Manhattan. Um, now that all came about from one word. Yes, which is ironic since I have a show called 10,000 No's. So I said yes to an invite to do a charity golf event, even though my immediate knee-jerk reaction was to tell my agent no when she told me about the invite. My reason, I'm not a good golfer. As Chevy Chase said in Caddyshack, I don't play golf for money with people. So um, I'm still guessing actually the only reason that I was invited was because I posted golf pictures this summer on a round I played with my father-in-law and my brothers-in-law in Ireland, which by the way, I didn't want to play in that either. Um, but they kind of pressured me into it. I ended up having a blast. It was beautiful. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. It was on the cliffs and in Ireland and, you know, water all around. It was, it was ridiculous. Um, even though I was terrible. Um, but why did I change my mind? This podcast really, I mean, if I, if I think about it, because I found out the charity was going to benefit kids locally near Asbury park. And I used to go there to visit my grandparents as a kid. I actually, dropped by their house and was taking pictures out front and the woman who owned the house came out and said what are you doing here I said my grandparents lived here she said what's the name I said Ferrara and uh, she ended up you know saying she bought the house for my grandmother and she uh, had me go into the house and and look around and see all of the work that they had done it was it was really um, kind of cool and and kind of special um, so Anyway, I thought, good cause, probably good people, let's just do it. And thank God I did. I extended the trip. I lined up four interviews with four very different, really impressive female guests. Um, actress Amanda Clayton, who, if you watch City on a Hill, she was awesome. She was Kathy Ryan. Uh, Nine-time Emmy Award-winning newscaster Jane Hansen. 
who I was introduced to through um, Emily Raber, who's also a former guest and uh, who now does my website after I interviewed her, Relationships, again. Mickey Agrawal and Michelle Walrath, who are two separate um, female entrepreneurs. One was in Brooklyn. The other I did in Manhattan at my friends at Words Matter podcast. We did it at their headquarters, which was really cool. And I also met former Yankee Jim Layritz at the golf outing. And, uh, you know, I told him I remember where I was when he hit his walk-off home run in, uh, I think it was game two of the ALDS uh, in New York. I was with my buddies from high school at J.P. Laughlin. And it was kind of cool to meet him and hang with him. And he's a good guy. And um, I'm going to try to pressure him to come on the podcast as well now. So the takeaway And I'm sure many of you listening are already far better at this than me anyway, so forgive me if it sounds like I'm preaching, but for the rest of you, the takeaway is this. I used to compartmentalize work and play. I kept them separate in many ways, and I now think that's not really smart. If you do what you love, it's going to bleed into your conversations and the people that you want to work with. I guess I I have done that as an actor. You know, the people that I came up with are still my friends. I still talk shop with them. I still collaborate with them. But the new thing I've discovered is that this podcast itself, which I which I just I built, I didn't realize this when I launched it. But it's a built-in excuse to have real conversations with people that I either already knew and find interesting or new people that are now being brought to my attention, most of whom are making some kind of important impact on the world. And look, that's not to say that you need to go start a podcast of your own, but I am encouraging you to just ask yourself if there's there's some way in your life, if there's something that you can create or a group you can join or a workshop or, or a retreat or that you can go to where you meet people that are going after the same things that, that you're interested in pursuing. And just put yourself in the game. And and also just know that you cannot see all of the benefits that might come your way from doing that. I certainly didn't. And it's, it's genuinely exciting for me right now to not know who's going to come to me or, or how or when it's going to appear, but to know that things are in motion because I set this thing up and now it's like the sky is the limit. And that... I believe, is my limit for this episode. As I said, we have some really great conversations coming your way, literally like three months worth of interviews already recorded and several more scheduled sit-downs, plus I'll be interspersing solo episodes like this one into the lineup. So thank you for listening. If you're digging 10,000 knows, please, please, please share it, whether that's texting it to your friends or talking about it at a party or taking a screenshot of your phone and posting it to social media or reposting my posts, anything is appreciated. Um, iTunes reviews are great. That helps our visibility with strangers when they kind of are trolling through iTunes looking for something new to listen to. They see a bunch of great reviews and they go, oh yeah, I'll check this out. And um, as I said in the beginning, check out the 10,000 Nose store um, at 10,000nose.com for hats and t-shirts, hopefully some more items down the line. I'm excited that I'm going to be hawking those online. I'm like a a, a stadium vendor now. Um, 
subscribe to us and you can have these new episodes automatically show up on your device every Friday when they drop for announcements and promo videos of who's next. You can follow me on social media at Matty Dell on Instagram at Matthew Del Negro on Twitter and Facebook. I'm slowly getting better on LinkedIn. Kind of horrible right now. That's just Matthew Del Negro. Although for some reason they just sent me, I have a new profile. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happening there, but LinkedIn, um, I will start getting better on there, becoming a presence there. And you can email us at info at 10,000nos.com if you want to be added to our mailing list or with questions, feedback, or guest suggestions. Thanks again for listening. That is it. We will see you next week. Hope you tune in and um, have a great one. Okay, bye.